Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Happy Friday. I'll be your host this afternoon. This is Jared Thomas, Senior Account Executive at iPool Rank, and thank you for joining Atomic SEO Live. This is going to be actually a really interesting conversation today. We're actually honored to have our first guest at Atomic SEO. Um, and for those who are first-time joiners, this is actually something that we've created in-house. Uh, Mike did this as a continued training for all iPool Rank employees, and, and given the situation, we thought it'd be really cool to open it up and, and learn together. So. We're honored to have you guys. Thank you for joining us, and we're looking forward to getting started. So let me make my introductions as well. I'm honored to have with us Director of Content, uh, Cameron Jenkins from Botify. How are you, Cameron? Good. It's so good to be here. I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk about all this data today. Beautiful, beautiful. And also to the top left, if it's on, if you guys see it like I see it, is Michael King, Founding Manager, Director of iPool Rank. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> No, I do want to say one quick thing though. I saw Cameron speak for the first time at Search Love and was completely blown blown away. So it's really cool to have her on Atomic SEO and sharing her insights. Um, and also, we we have a pretty good relationship with Botify. So I'm looking forward to us, you know, potentially working together on some content in the near future as well. So super excited to have her here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was fun to to meet you at Search Love and to talk at the same conference. That was great. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to keep working together on this type of thing. Cool. Perfect. Perfect. So let, let's get into it. I, I love to to start off and go over the topic today. So what we'll be covering will be click data across the verticals. And Cameron, I'd love to start off by asking you, um, what is the importance of, of why do we look at click data as opposed to search volume as we go through these slides? Yeah, for sure. It's a really good question. We, for example, thought click data would be super interesting because it adds like this level of intent insight that you don't really get with just keyword volume alone. Um, so the example I keep using is like if someone searches outdoor shoes, we can't know for sure whether they want to buy outdoor shoes or just research about outdoor shoes. Um, that's why Google responds with like this multi-intent SERP. So with click data, we kind of get this extra level of granularity. Like we know if someone clicked search outdoor shoes and clicked on a retail site versus a media site. So that's kind of the long and short of why like we thought click data was super cool for this. Perfect. That, that makes complete sense. And really just understanding the buyer intent of it, right? So, you know, we don't want to look at what they potentially be looking at, but more so what are they doing when they actually click, right? Are they making that purchase? Are they going to other sites? And really just following that, that behavior and, and their searches. So definitely excited to, to go through the data. Um, we have first up coming up is how is COVID-19 impacting the travel industry? Yeah, definitely. So um, first, like wanted to say too, like if you want to see these charts yourself or like bookmark it for later, we did just put them up on botify.com slash trends. So just if you want to look at those later. Um, but yeah, travel was like one of the most obvious sectors that's going to be affected uh, by COVID. But there was definitely more than met the eye on this one when you started to dig into the data. Um, so on the left, you can see like a year to date chart and you can see that obviously things didn't really start to take a huge hit until after kind of the end of March. That was like the biggest drop off. Um, in fact, like one thing we thought was super interesting is that interest in booking travel actually kind of shot up a little bit in March. Um, when we looked closer at that, that was actually people searching for things like, you know, cheap flights, um, uh, flights to Italy, Italy vacations. Um, and what we thought was happening there was like before things got super serious and things were shut down, people were kind of trying to capitalize on like there's not as much demand. So the prices are low. So people were doing a lot of searching for that. Obviously, things like we're, we were forced to stay inside. Um, so that's when like the hugest uh, decrease happened. But that's something we thought was super, super interesting there. Like I didn't expect that big of a spike in people looking to like 
take advantage of those cheap flights. Um, so I feel like, you know, on all of these, I kind of want to give a takeaway too, because it's interesting to look at the data, but it's also interesting yeah. to like talk about what we can do in light of it. So with the travel yeah. industry, like I do want to be careful giving too much advice because I know there's been a lot of layoffs, a lot of furloughs and things like that. So I don't want to advise doing more when you have fewer resources than ever. But, you know, if you do still work in SEO and content for travel, I feel like pivoting to things like, you know, informational content on like how to get refunds for bookings, which is kind of sad, but like, you know, that's what your audience is looking for right now. Updates on travel restrictions, like that type of content is going to be super valuable right now. Yeah. And to add on that, I think that there's a lot of confusion about like what places are going to be open when, because some places are starting to reopen now. So getting ahead of that and being like, hey, are you trying to figure out when you can go on vacation? Um, and, you know, maybe even having like an interactive experience, like I want to go on vacation on this date. Okay, these countries or these cities or these states are going to be open again so that people can really wrap their head around, you know, where they can actually go. Totally. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Agree. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so this one is the health industry. Right. So, Kara, I'll let you, let you go in as well. Yeah. Yeah. So with health, obviously, like that's another kind of obvious one we wanted to we wanted to look at, but we kind of made that a little bit more granular than we used to look at health industry. So we have like health media. So that's sites that are dedicated to publishing like informational medical content. We have health retail. So those are the retailers that sell a ton of things like, you know, hand sanitizer and things like that. Um, we actually broke out um, respirator masks as like its own segment because that was interesting on its own. Um, and then we also have health services. So that's actually like doctors and hospital type of websites. Um, one of the biggest spikes, which was not super surprising, was with retailers, obviously, who sell health and hygiene. Um, mm -hmm. The demand and interest pivoted almost exclusively to things like that and away from all of the other products they were used to selling. Um, I know a couple of people on our search data strategy team, they saw that like the levels of interest in those things exceeded like entire Black Friday interest, um, you know, for this past season. So it was crazy how much of a spike that was. But one thing we thought was super interesting was there were all these new terms that kind of got created out of this, like toilet paper near me. Um, which was fascinating because like, I did not expect that people would be searching something like that, like toilet paper, you just get in stores or online, but because brick and mortar stores were out of a, a lot of that stuff, people were trying to find out like where they could find it, where it was in stock um, in a store near them. So I thought that was, that was super interesting, which you can kind of see in the zoomed in uh, chart on the right. So I feel like for SEOs in the health vertical right now, it's going to be super helpful for them to kind of promote information about like teledoc and things like that like people are not like going to the doctor as much as they should because people know that like all of the non-critical appointments are not being taken it's teledoc and so like having that type of information like front and center um would be really good and i feel like you know one thing i failed to mention that i want to mention is that there's a lot of volatility it looks like when it comes to people searching for like doctors, which is interesting because health services, there are way fewer clicks in that industry. So we wanted to reconcile this too. Like, why is there so much less interest in health services, but doctors uh, searches are surging. And we realized that was because of people searching for doctors they saw in the media because of COVID related stuff. Um, so that's why you'll see like some spikes for certain doctor terms. It's just because they read an article about a certain doctor and they, you know, were just interested in finding out more about them. Um, so that's kind of, uh, 
the explanation there, because that's what's really interesting about a lot of this stuff. You see a huge spike or a huge decline, and you don't really know why until you look at the specific keywords that are causing that fluctuation. Mm -hmm. and, and one thing I just wanted to highlight, because um, you mentioned Black Friday and it just popped in my head. Uh, I think it was someone from, that was on like the DevOps team at Shopify. They said currently they're seeing traffic levels on a daily basis that are higher than Black Friday. Mm -hmm. And it just shows like how much of a shift that everyone is, has made behaviorally with respect to like looking for things online and buying them. So the opportunity is obviously like huge right now. Right. Um, all across the space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just being able to adjust, right? And how, how that affects the consumer behaviors. I think the biggest thing from these slides that I looked at from preparing it with you, is just like how our real life affects what we do in the search, right? And how you need to absolutely adjust to that. Because most people just think, hey, you know, I've got these search terms and hey, there are people going to be searching for it. But no, I'm only searching based on what's happening on my day-to-day -day life. And exactly. I think that's the biggest thing. Yep, 100%, 100%. Yep, and then now we have the in the service industries. Right. Yeah. So for the services industry, we kind of wanted to look, I mean, there are a lot of lines here, but we wanted to look at all of the services industries together to kind of see like how those were differing, like what's surging up or down, just because, you know, obviously people can shop at any time from anywhere, thanks to e-commerce, but services are so much different. I mean, there are a lot of service-based businesses that rely on in-person contacts. So we wanted to see kind of how they were being affected by all of this. Um, we saw positive movement with like education <clears throat> services, which makes sense, restaurant delivery, pet services. Um, legal services was kind of interesting too, um, because we initially saw like a little mm -hmm. dip, but now it's surging up for very kind of depressing terms like wills and divorces is what we're seeing there. Um, <laughs> what it is. Um, we saw a lot of negative movement though for, um, we already talked about health services just because people aren't able to like go see their doctor unless they're critical right now. So um, there's been a drop off there, but also negative movement for job and career. Um, so we wanted to kind of zoom into job and career just because um, we're seeing spikes and clicks for things like work from home jobs and jobs in essential services categories like package delivery and grocery stores. Um, but what was interesting is that that quickly evolved to people just searching for searching for like jobs in general. So I think at first people were like, oh, okay, like what's open right now and how can I get a job in that? But now I think that more and more people are being laid off and furloughed. They're just looking for jobs across the board in general. So we're seeing a lot of that surge up. But what's interesting is that what's surging down still is people searching for things like questions to ask in an interview, which I think kind of indicates that honestly, like demand for jobs is higher than, you know, employee, employers um, ability to hire people right now. Um, so I feel like I thought about this for a little bit. And I think like, it might be a good idea if you're in the job and career services sector um, to create category pages or like articles on topics like, you know, companies that are still hiring um, in the midst of COVID. Um, information about how to navigate a layoff or a furlough would be really good. Um, just anything that will help job seekers with the resources they need to get employed or get financial support right now is I think where the pivot needs to happen. Great, great. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think the jobs and services is really interesting one, right? It just shows how before everything was on lockdown, how people are searching for it, like, hey, just need a job. And then the spike in jobs that are essential. I thought that was really, really critical to see too, right? Because not most people who are comfortable in their job, they're not thinking, hey, how do I get out there? But now times are dire. And they're like, hey, I need something right now. I need to pay my bills. I've got a family. How do I just get back in the work field? I thought that was really interesting to see. Totally. Yeah. 
Yep. So, and then essential versus non-essential home retail. So I think this is another huge topic, right? So how are most retailers are working with this, right? So how are we shifting from like a home office now that most people are working from home and that type of data? So I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on that, Cameron. Yeah, super interesting. Like we here, we wanted to look at like home retail specifically because we wanted to know if people weren't just interested in like cleaning and sanitizing their home, but we wanted to know if people were like interested in furnishing it too with like the increased time at home. Um, and that we found to be the case for sure. Um, you know, it's happening across a few different categories, which I thought was interesting. So there was a pretty sizable spike, like you said, in clicks for things like office desks and office chairs that obviously coincided with people starting to work from home. They realized their setup, they don't have a home setup or it's not super comfortable, the one they have now. So there was a spike there. Um, the spike in sanitizing supplies obviously coincided with like the initial COVID concerns, but you also have spikes in things like patio furniture and bedding and um, like yeah. trampolines and stuff too. And the trampolines one I think is really funny because um, I, I feel like that's just a way to keep your kids busy with school closures. And that's definitely true. Like our neighbors got a trampoline and they use it every day. And I think that's my inclination of how people are using stuff like that. But I think like the more time we're all spending at home, like the more we're trying to like figure out ways to make that more comfortable for us. Um, so I think like for retailers, I, I would want to say like consider reorganizing maybe some of your category entry points on your homepage or even just like creating new category pages, like a work from home essentials category, like just give the people what they want. I mean, look at this data and see like how people are shopping right now, because it's it's much different um, than it was before. Cameron, I'm glad you clarified because I was like, what is a tramp line? Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. I <laughs> tramp lines. Yeah, we have um, we have our data analyst that did that, and like I will say too with these parts, like they could be they could be a lot cleaner, they could be a lot like spiffier, but like we totally told each other like done is better than perfect at this point. Like we just want to get this data out. So yeah, trampoline, not trampoline. <laughs> Good call. No, no, there's definitely a, a call to get a trampoline in my household, and I was like, no way. No, <laughs> not doing it. There's just too many ways I can go wrong. <laughs> so funny. You know, for, I would love to see that with the hospital. <laughs> the hospital's like data too, right? <laughs> yeah, so I can that I <laughs> Yeah, I live on the 52nd floor. There's no way that can work well. <laughs> cool. So yeah, um, you know, one of the things that we did on our side was we're trying to get to the bottom of the same type of idea. Uh, that you guys are pulling on on the Botify side because we went into this like okay you know the tools like JumpShot and Hitwise no longer exist so how can we get a sense of what search demand is looking like and so we worked with Advanced Web Ranking to you know just like pull a lot of data and they ended up making a free tool for this that I would recommend you know anybody check out and also check out the Botify trends reports as well uh, that they're making available. But, you know, there's no real surprises here. You know, all the things that people don't actually need are seeing large drops. The interesting thing is that arts and entertainment was also seeing a large, excuse me, drop in search demand at that time as well. Because um, at the end of the day, you know, everybody is actually ramping up on like watching things like Netflix and so on and so forth. But I suspect that what we're seeing is people are just going direct to those channels rather than uh, needing to like search about it as much as you know they may have before. Mm -hmm. And then everything else is, you know, again, pretty straightforward. I wish more people were searching for science right now. <laughs> but of that course, was surprising. Right. 
But of course, we're seeing travel be down dramatically. But at the same time, to uh, Cameron's point, you know, when we looked at like the, the individual trends of this, <clears throat> excuse me, we did see an initial spike on travel. And again, uh, I think it, it just maps to what she's saying. You know, a lot of people are like having a lot of confusion, trying to cancel their trips, not knowing what to do. And so a big spike, but at the same time, it's not a spike that um, travel companies can monetize. And so you're seeing them shrink a lot of their paid search, of course, and of course, um, you know, less going on in their content and so on and so forth. But I do believe that there's this is yielding an opportunity because if, if you're in a position where you can ramp up when everyone else is, is contracting, you're going to see impact in the long term once everything recovers. Um, so what we, we did is we looked at a few of the individual trends as well on the keyword level. And, you know, looking at the food and drink industry, we saw basically a reversal, like rather than people looking for restaurants near them, they're looking for food delivery. It's like basically uh, capitalizing on the previous search demand from um, people wanting to go out on, to restaurants that are near them. And then instead, they just want everybody to bring their food to them. Hopefully they're doing contact lists so that we can all get out of this as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, same thing with bars versus alcohol delivery. Uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not too bashful to say that we order from Drizzly three times a week because <laughs> things are real over here. But no, it's the same type of idea. You know, people aren't looking to see what the closest bar is. We want to see, like, how can they get it to come to them? And again, contact list. So that, or excuse me, not contact list, contact lists. Um, and, you know, they still want to continue to be able to drink, especially because it feels so overwhelmed right now. Um, we also took a look at this with respect to the different, you know, streaming platforms and so on. And of course, we're seeing increases for, you know, Amazon and Hulu, but nothing is as big as Netflix. So this is an interesting point, considering that we just looked at the overarching arts and entertainment trend being down so much. But if you look at these individual um, streaming networks or, or channels or whatever you want to call them, uh, we're seeing that they are continually going up with Netflix just leading the pack um, in a way that's just, you know, you can't really match right now. And of course, if you're a, a stock owner of Netflix, you are in a good place. Um, online shopping, you know, more and more people are shopping at home. I mean, it's, it's just the reality of like, you know, you didn't, you didn't stockpile like you were part of a militia. And so now you've got to be a part of this big, um, race to get toilet paper and so on and so forth. But again, you're also seeing that the individual services are seeing a lot of activity as well. Yeah. Yep. So restaurant closures, takeout versus cooking at home. I know me, I can't wait to go to a restaurant. I'm tired of doing dishes and cooking. So I would love to <laughs> on this camera. Oh yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, this is definitely one we wanted to look at in tandem, these two things. So there's a huge spike in interest for both cooking at home and restaurant delivery. Although the spike is definitely, or was more pronounced with recipes. But what I find hilarious is that we can see that people might be getting sick of cooking at home. 
um, while delivery is still like <laughs> continuing to trend up. So we don't have any specific keywords on these charts yet, but I can tell you that a lot of what we're seeing initially trending up for recipes is a lot of bread and a lot of alcohol. <laughs> um, so del delivery is all across the board. I mean, there, there's all kinds of restaurants that people are looking looking to um, order from. But I feel like, you know, for the sites that do create recipes, it definitely looks like interest in cocktails is really high. So that's something to consider like leaning into. Um, I can also, though, just my gut instinct is to, you know, I can see people starting to feel bad about that pretty soon, maybe. So maybe start planning for some non-alcoholic or juice cleanses or things like that. But there's definitely been like a spike in things like, you know, to-go margaritas. Like that's not been a thing that we've seen before. Um, at least I haven't. So that's been super interesting to see. Yeah. One quick thing on that, you know, some of the other data that we pulled around consumer behavior uh, in large part, people are just like, yo, I'm letting myself go right now. You know, like we're just going to enjoy the cookies and the donuts and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I think to your point, you know, once this um, uh, once the world opens back up, we're going to see such a spike in activity uh, around like, you know, how do I get in shape? How do I eat better and things like that? So whoever is like building the links for that stuff or building the new content for that stuff is going to be the winner right now. Yeah. I yeah, I, I think that's super interesting based with everything that's going on with COVID and how they say, you know, underlying health issues that we're not eating healthy. I just think that's really interesting. Mechanism for sure. Yeah, exactly. It's like the, the stress response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so at the surprise of no one, uh, home workouts, video conferencing, online learning all up. Uh, because there are those of us who, and when I say us, I don't mean me, because I've not worked out in at least eight weeks. But there are definitely people out there who are keeping their workouts going, uh, you know, looking at this as an opportunity to learn new things. Lots of folks are out of jobs and they're, they're picking up that skill that they had been wanting to forever and now they've got time. And of course, we're all on Zoom and Crowdcast and things of that nature at this point. Yeah, so and then how consumer shopping. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. I think there's a delay. But yeah, I was just gonna say, like, the stuck at home thing is really interesting because like we already looked at like home home retail and stuff. We wanted to see just like general retail across the board. Um, you know, how is that performing? And I don't think it will surprise anyone. Like luxury is one of those categories that like understandably saw the biggest dip there. Um, but pretty much everywhere else, we're actually seeing like an increase in just shopping across the board. I think because people are bored and they're just like looking for things to do. I, I know that's been true for me. Um, we did have a bit of an issue with our clothing retail category. So I'm bummed it's not on here, but it, it was on here a couple days ago. Um, basically, though, what we're seeing from that is that, you know, interest in things like dresses and shoes and purses um, are going down, obviously, and clicks on things like joggers and yoga pants are going up. I mean, that's stuff that I feel like doesn't surprise anyone because we're all doing it, but it's still kind of nice to see it, you know, validated in the data. Um, so I feel like I would have a similar suggestion here as with like the other retail category is like give the people what they want, make it really easy to find like your loungewear category clothes from your homepage, as well as, you know, make sure you have your loungewear category pages dialed in, make sure that, you know, they're indexed and things like that, and that people can find them um, easily because that's definitely where things are still trending. Cool. Agreed. Yeah. So for this one, like it's, it's definitely interesting to see, like, 
again, one of those things that seems kind of obvious, but we just wanted a gut check and we wanted to see if the data was showing the same thing. Like we did see a spike in both internet and streaming categories, although it's like fairly, fairly subtle. It's not as pronounced as something like travel. Um, we'll have to see like, a big contributor to the rise in traffic for um, at least the internet companies that we were looking at. It's for people looking up speed test, how to get faster internet and things like that. Obviously, we're all at home and we need we rely on that for, for all of our entertainment or a lot of our entertainment right now. So that's been a contributor to some of that. Um, the trendline for specific shows is definitely like going to fluctuate based on when things are released and when the initial interest of something like Tiger King wears, wears off. Um, obviously, we're like not peak Tiger King, but like there's still interest in that. But you can definitely see that that's, that is surging as more people are at home and we're consuming kind of more content and media than ever. So it's just kind of like neat to see it. Uh, validated in the data. I refuse to watch Tiger King. You do. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I had to. I didn't think I was going to love it that much. <laughs> same, same here. I got addicted. You got There are so many memes and jokes that I will never get, and I'm fine with it. And you're okay with that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we got a couple minutes left. Um, you know, let's just talk through real quick how the channels have changed. So one of the things that we're seeing in data, this data comes from uh, Bounce Exchange. They're seeing that conversion rates are up 21%. Um, they're also seeing that, you know, uh, traffic is up for a lot of websites as well. And of course, it's going to be limited to the sites that they have in their network. But, you know, as you might expect, there are more people buying more things on, online. So there's more opportunity to maximize what you're doing on your e-com website. Um, we're also seeing changes in open rates. So I think that, you know, Fajr Muhammad on our team, uh, one of our managers of content strategy, she wrote a blog post about how people are like very captive audiences. And, you know, we're seeing that reflected on the email side with more people opening and then more people also clicking just in general. So, you know, if you still think that email is like this channel that doesn't work, it's working now even more than ever. And then on the paid side, you know, we're seeing um, CPMs and CPCs being down dramatically. So based on this data from Social Bakers, it uh, dropped, the CPM dropped from $2 to around 81 cents. And if you look in like, um, uh, you know, other data sets around like uh, Facebook and also Google ads, we're seeing those be down like around 50% on average as well. On the social activity, you know, again, people are just bored and they're spending a lot more time on TikTok. They're spending a lot more time on their fitness apps and so on because of the fact that, like, you know, they're just looking for something to do and they're looking for ways to stay um, in shape at home. So a lot of opportunity if you're not if you're not considered TikTok. I finally downloaded it last weekend because I was also <laughs> bored. Um, so yeah, lots of opportunity for brands to consider new um, channels if they're not, if they haven't already been active enough. So the, the key thing that I wanna highlight is that search is, and this is what we've been talking about through this whole discussion really, is that search is still the channel that we get intent from. And being that, you know, everybody's market segmentation has completely been invalidated during this pandemic. Um, you know, really understanding what people want through search is the best way to do your marketing right now. So, you know, the reality is that a lot of people are going to have to ramp down their paid search, but organic search, of course, is not as costly. So 
there's still a lot of opportunity to leverage that um, to be effective with what you're doing. Mm. And yeah. And we, we also have, <clears throat> yeah, I, I would like to start with, with um, I know we have some couple questions, but I think my biggest key takeaway is just the importance of understanding how your consumers are searching right now and how their behaviors have shifted since the pandemic and understand how key that is to your business success. So if you don't pivot and accommodate to your customers and understand what they're searching and some of the things they're looking for and provide the product, you know, you could potentially lose sales and market share. So this is still opportunity out there, even though it's a pandemic, there's still business opportunities. Make sure you're out there in front of your customers. Um, do you guys have anything to add as, as far as that? I think that's my biggest key takeaway. I think that would be mine too. Honestly, it's just like, there's no other way really to see just like to get as good of a window into what your audience is, is doing right now and interested in right now. So kind of keeping an eye on that on a day-to-day -day basis is going to reveal more than just, you know, our best guess or, you know, keywords we picked a couple months ago would tell us, you know, it's, it's really cool to see and be surprised by that data. Yeah, agree. I, I think everybody should be spending, you know, quality time looking at the emerging queries that they're seeing in uh, Google Search Console. I think that, you know, just also looking at how people are using the vocabulary on social, like putting in some of your keywords, seeing how people are talking about them on uh, Twitter and so on. That's going to help you really get ahead of what people actually need from your content and your site in general, so that you can make sure that you're surfacing all those things. Um, you know, in a way where you're being a bit more proactive because a lot of our standard keyword research tools aren't really capable of giving us the real-time trends in the way that some of these other things can. Right. Um, so we, we've got like a minute or so left and there's a couple questions. So uh, I'm just going to throw this out and, and Cam, if you want to answer it, um, good. If not, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we had a client... We had a client with two businesses that sell doors, one residential, the other commercial. First spiked, second dropped. Any hints at future or commercial or the future for commercial building projects? That's a that's a really good question. I I don't know. It's really interesting because I don't know. I don't think we talked about this one, but we did look at the real estate industry in general. So we did um, buying homes, renting, and we also did construction. And it looks like there's actually like a spike in utilities in the construction industry, which I was surprised by. So it seems like people, are, it's still fairly optimistic, which is, which is interesting. Um, I know for myself, like we're moving. So I think like there's still not as huge of a concern about that kind of thing right now. So um, I can just go like anecdotally based on what I've what I know myself and what I've seen um, some of our initial data, but, um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it may be too early to tell on that one. Um, but the reality of it is the world will open back up and people will continue to build things. So, you know, um, whatever you can do, like messaging wise, that speaks to what those needs are going to be. Um, you know, if there are like new regulations that come from this with respect to, like how doors need to be put up for security and health and things like that, like getting ahead of that type of content uh, would be valuable. Absolutely. Next question is, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, we have one from YouTube from Jordan. So it yeah. says, surprising places like trampolines make sense in hindsight, but when COVID restrictions ease up, what kind of surprising searches, increases or decreases, do you predict we might see? Hmm. That's super interesting. Do you have, go ahead, Mike. I mean, I have a couple of ideas because I think that what's happening right now is, is new behaviors are like 
coming into play that people are going to have moving forward. Um, you know, I think that, and I keep I keep using this as an example, but I think there's a confluence of things happening that make it clear that this may be true. I think movie theaters are going to go away. Um, and the reason why I say so is because one, AMC filed for bankruptcy. Two, the trend has been these other types of movie theaters that try to make the experience more like being at home, where it's like, you know, you, you get food, you get alcohol, and your chair goes all the way back. And then the third thing is that because of this uh, pandemic, more and more movie studios have been rolling out movies direct to streaming. And so I think that's a behavior that's going to take where people are like, I would prefer to just do this at home. And this is going to be a lot, a lot less um, going to the movies. But yeah, what are your thoughts? I think it's it's yeah. really interesting that someone just posted less cooking because I was I was gonna say something similar. I think like we're already kind of starting to see that like people initially were like, oh, I'm at home, I might as well, you know, yeah. like cook from home. I, know. I think people are starting to get of that already. <laughs> Word. Cool. All right, last question since we're in overtime. Um, are there any standout shifts in B two B verticals? You know, what's interesting is we don't have a ton of B2B data, but I could just like anecdotally from our own data and what we're seeing as well as like, we do have a couple other B2B things we were looking into and it, we didn't actually, I was surprised. We didn't see as much volatility as, as we thought we would. Um, I think one of those things, like initially I had assumed like, oh, people will cut like their, their technology and stuff before they cut people. But I think like across the board, everything has been evaluated like kind of on an equal playing field. And it also depends on like what type of technology you use. Um, I think some people like with less resources probably need to supplement with more technology because it's cheaper. Um, so it, it really, I think, depends on what kind of like B2B you're in. Obviously, there's that's such a huge sector, but at least like from the technology and software standpoint, I think like it surprised me to see that I think like, yeah, maybe people are investing more in tools right now, potentially because they have like fewer headcounts. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think that, you know, for in large part, like most bit or excuse me, not most, a lot of B2B companies are still business as usual. And I don't mean that they are making cuts, everyone's making cuts, but like they're still needing to do what it is that they do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's still a lot of work out there for B2B companies and there's still the need for whatever that service or that product is. And so um, you may not, you may see like a, a little less demand and they may want to know like, how can you still support them during a pandemic? But beyond that, I think it's like they're still, you know, doing what they need to do. So yeah, I agree. That's it. Totally agree. Totally agree. Well, just want to say thank you to all that joined. Um, and also, Cameron, thank you for joining us. Our first guest on, on Atomic SEO, you were phenomenal. We really appreciate yeah. all the work you've, you've done and data you can put out there. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. Absolutely. Love, love, love that you, you know, would love to do this again sometime. Mike, appreciate you as always. For all those watching, thank you for joining in. Thank you for tuning. We will be doing this every other week. So. You can expect the next one to come on May 15th. We'll have some more guests. And next week, we'll be doing Rankable. So for those who are interested in growing their social presence, um, how to attack LinkedIn, how to drive more leads during LinkedIn, and how to be creative with video to drive more leads as well, we'll be covering that. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, I'll have some links out for that. 
um, thank you for joining and we really appreciate the support guys. Have a great weekend, happy Friday and stay safe out there, right? Peace. Peace.